This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legend. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And I have to say, this is the second time we're doing an episode for May 4th. Yeah, we've gotten, we've gotten pretty lucky so last a year ago today or not today but around this time we were doing a kenobi deep dive mm-hmm. to kind of talk about his past before the kenobi series which, yep which was a i think a what a week after may 4th yeah something like something that something like but, that which had it had its ups and downs but we are now on may 4th and we are off of the release of jedi survivor which we're not talking about today just to kind of avoid spoilers for the game for a little bit and we're also off of the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi so today we are talking about something that is very relevant to return of the jedi yes those cuddly cuddly bears that we all know and love the ewoks and i mean they are cuddly they look cuddly anyway but don't make them mad because you find that out real quick if you play what what's the game mode in Battlefront Two? Um, e- oh, is it Ewok? Ewok? Ewok hunt? hunt? It is terrifying. I have, ni- <laughs> I have nightmares about that. <laughs> that game mode is terrifying because it's pitch black, and you start as a stormtrooper, and you just hear the little bears running around, and oh, it's terrifying. Well, it is just kind of funny that they take down the Empire with effectively, like, Stone Age weaponry. Yeah. yeah y- yes. I-, I think them using the fear factor helps them tremendously in all this. Because they mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> but, so let's get right into it. Uh, we do, this is a Legends and Canon episode. So... Today, uh, we're going to start with Legends, so we're going to start with their biology and appearance, which is both Legends and Canon. So, with their biology and appearance, Ewoks were sentient humanoid mammals, averaging about one meter in height, uh, which could provide an advantage when trying to hide. They were covered in fur from head to toe, with brown and black, and uh, with brown and black the most common colors. Other Ewoks were near white or reddish fur, but red fur was supposedly the rare shade in an Ewok can get. Uh, most Ewoks had solid colored fur, though a few spotted stripes. Ewoks had large bright eyes, small humanoid noses, hands had preve- uh, possessed two fingers and a posable thumb. Despite their small size, Ewoks were physically strong enough to overpower combat-trained humans, and the human... Mace Toini likened their appearance to little bears, quote-unquote, though they were sometimes referred as mini Wookiees, which I could see. Which is interesting because, and we might get this in the behind the scenes later, but, you know, originally Endor was supposed to be Kashyyyk. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. And then, you and know, so, they added Kashyyyk as an actual world when the prequels came around. So, Right. Right. Well, no. 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 no it was... Because uh... I can't... Well, hold on. Was it... Let's Is do math. We have to do math. KOTOR was first before Revenge of the Sith. Phantom. Well... Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, yes. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, KOTOR was 2002. Revenge Three. of the Sith was 2003. No, so, Revenge of the Sith. I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith was like 2005. Was it? Yeah. Oh, math's hard. Clone Wars was around. Attack of the Clones was around that time. You're, yes. Um, But that's also, now I'm trying to remember if. The f- original Battlefront, I'm pretty sure, also released before Revenge of the Sith. I, I, hmm, I we well, that's something we would have to check later. I can't remember at the top of my head. Right, because I know that Kashyyyk is in both of those Battlefront games. Mm-hmm. Yep, but it doesn't look like Revenge. I think it, the first one. Because Kashyyyk in the first one doesn't look like Kashyyyk from the movies, but the second Battlefront does. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because Grievous wasn't in the first one. He wasn't in the first one. The Jedi people you could have were Vader, um, Dooku, I think maybe Yoda, and then Luke. Or maybe Mace, then Luke. Can't remember. It's been so long since I played those games. But yeah, something similar like that. But uh, so Ewok meat was additionally used as a food, the dinner power sliders in uh, Am- Ambifar offered Ewok jer- jerky to its customer during the Clone Wars. <laughs> so I have a question <laughs> Is there Ewok? on Batu because I don't remember because when I was when yes. I went to the place okay because when I went to the place I just got the docking like, bay seven or yeah when I, yeah uh yeah maybe docking bay seven because there's Ronto uh, roasters and there's docking bay seven there's the two yeah I can't remember but I got the big like the chicken basically that are chicken nuggets that are like the yes, size it, of my Dorian uh tip yep yeah yes the, that in the the reason we know that's Ewok is because it literally is called uh, Endorian Tip Yip. Oh, yeah. Endor. <laughs> I mean, w- what lives on Endor? What calls things Tip Yip? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> so now let's dive into their Legends history. So, despite their primitive technology and their isolated homeworld, Ewoks were not totally unknown in the wider galaxy, even before arrival of the Galactic Empire on Endor, and early as 3639 BBY, an Ewok mercenary named Trek became involved in the events of the Galactic War, which is the events of Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. Uh, Trek is a cartel market um, companion you can buy. You can customize them fully. You find them in the Smuggler's uh, docking bay in either the Republic or Imperial 
um, fleet. Uh, once you buy it, buy him, and he, then he's is a companion for you forever. But yeah, and he's very. Um, or, no, sorry, him. Trek is is a, is a she. She's very um, aggressive. You can buy, or is that only available for the smuggler class? No, no, it's all of them. It's it's across. It's for your account period. Okay. Well, because so, I thought you couldn't go into the other docking bays of the class docking bays. No, it's not. It's not. It's a uh, the mercenary docking bay slash. Uh-huh. It, it's because you have a bunch of smuggler um, merchants in there, and then you also have like that's where you can go if the bounty hunter event is going on. That's where you. Re- um, Turn in oh, it's in, the, it's in the fleet, and I don't go to the fleet that often because it slows my computer down. That's fair. That is fair. The fleet is a uh, kind of a pain because there's so many people. Um, so centuries later, during the Clone Wars, Ewok jerky was sold uh power sliders, a diner on the planet of Abafar. Uh, the phrase "a rodian in Ewok's clothing" was used by Mon Mothra in a speech that gave on um, Agamar before the Battle of Yavin, and the Ewok of Bright Tree Village, led by Chief Chirpa, uh, was the and the medicine man Logray had extensive contract with Offworlders. These Ewoks helped the shift wreck, uh, shipped wrecked humans Mace and Sindar Tawani rescue their parents from a Gorax, which that. Oh, okay. They're the like the we see a Gorgax in Jabba's palace. If you ever look it up. Uh, later, a group of Sansan marauders who had crashed on the forest moon several decades earlier attacked the Ewoks, killing all the Tawani family except for Sindel and taking several Ewoks prisoner. And then a young Ewok named Wicket when. Wysery Warwick uh, helped Sindel and other shipwrecked humans uh, defeat the Sinsarians, rescue the prisoners, and find the parts needed to repair their Barakians' ship. Finally, they helped to stop an Imperial scientist named Dr. Rhaegar, who attempted to steal the uh, sacred Sunstar to use to take control of the Empire. So, these... Even though Ewoks are isolated on their forest moon, they are pretty active in major so events. So does this come? <laughs> does this come from the Ewok um, cartoon? I think so, because I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Because uh, yeah, what was that cartoon? Was it during around what the 80s? After I mean, it was after Return. So mm-hmm. I, I think say it... it was like late 80s, mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right, because I think it's like late 80s turned to 90s. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching it as a kid, so it had to at least have been out somewhere by 92. Fair. And then Ewoks also had contact with many other sentient species on the forest moon, such as the Yumzum, y- Yuzums, uh, Gopins, and Lizard Warriors, and the Teeks. Their cousins of swamp-dwelling Dulocks were rivals of the Ewoks and often made trouble for them. So, 
Yeah, that's fun. So there are other species on Endor. Yes. We just don't see them because apparently they're not important enough. <laughs> well, there's obviously some type of monkey that goes there because that's what Chewie tries to eat when they get trapped in the trap. That is true. Also, I, this is a random thing about Return of the Jedi, but if you've gone and seen, seen it in theaters, there is so much drool and sweat in that movie. Like, Jabba is covered in drool. The Gamorians are covered in drool. The Rancor is covered in drool. When you are, like, looking at it on the big screen in the special editions, you, like, see every single bead of sweat in Mark Hamill's face after he's, like, fought Vader. Uh, I never noticed that. Yeah. I don't notice it on the small screen because I normally am uh, like looking. At... Well, to be fair, also, when I turn on Return of the Jedi in my home, it's just on in the background. Like I'm not right. actually just like sitting down and watching it. Good point. So now we get to the Imperial presence. So some of the events of that we're going to go into um, is from Return of the Jedi. So. When the Galactic Empire began operations on the moon of Endor, they dismissed the primitive species as harmless. However, a botched attempt uh, first contact with Ewoks by some Imperial soldiers resulted in Ewoks terrorizing Imperial uh, positions. Many Ewoks were taken as slaves. Uh, Imperial operations were s situated around the area near Bright Tree Village. Princess Leia Organa, part of the Rebellion strike team, met and befriended Wicket uh, Warwick, uh, who took her back to his village as an honored guest. Meanwhile, another group of Ewoks had captured Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Han Solo, and R2-D2 and C-3PO. When the Ewoks saw the protocol droid C-3PO, they identified him as a long-prophesized god called the Golden One. Despite Wicket and uh, Leia's protests, Lorge, uh would have sacrificed them to the feast in C-3PO's honor. Skywalker's use of the Force combined with C-3... Gosh, I can't talk today. Just like any other day. Uh, C-3PO's warning soon changed Chief uh, Chirpa's mind, however. That night, C-3PO told the Council of Elders the adventures of the rebel heroes. The Ewoks accepted the rebels into their tribe and allied themselves in their cause. The Ewoks helped the ground battle destroy uh, ground battle destroy the Imperial shield generator in the forest floor, and the primitive weapons fled the stormtroopers and scout walkers on Emdor, although they took many losses in Imperial blaster fire. Which, I mean, stone sticks and stones can only do so much against, you know, blaster rifles and Imperial walkers. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a tree they trunk. They do a good job. They do a good job. They do. They take down an ATST with tree trunks. So Several. They take down, like, several. Yes. And take some captive. <laughs> uh, this assist assistance paved the way for the destruction of the second Death Star and the Rebel victory at the Battle of Endor. Later that night, the Ewoks held a huge celebration that would be heard throughout the forest. The Ewoks were de uh, determined to save their forest by several means. After the Battle of Endor, some peril pr propaganda stated that Ewoks were driven into extinction due to the after-effects of the battle. In fact, the Rebel forces managed to stop the debris of the Death Star 2 from having a serious environmental effect on the forest moon. So, 
And then uh, Hugh Mataro, a surviving Imperial Stormtrooper from the battle, however, hated the Ewoks for their methods of battle, as they had killed several of his comrades in various brutal ways. He later shared his experience to Sindel Tawani, voicing his opinion on the Ewoks. I mean, I understand where this, you know, the Stormtrooper's coming from, but let's get real, you literally enslaved and killed their fellow Ewoks. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. And then after the Rebellion recognized, uh, reorganized into the Alliance of Free Planets, the Alliance used Bright Tree Village as their headquarters for a brief period of time. Even with the Imperial forces gone from Endor, it was a turbulent time for the Ewoks. The Harmony, uh, instigated a conflict between the Loshbi and the Ewoks, which resolved through the Alliance's efforts. Soon afterwards, a second battle was fought in the skies above Endor when the Alliance was attacked by uh, Nige and the Markabri forces led by the self-proclaimed Dark Lady of the Sith, Lumina? Hmm. Which, I don't... Is she from the books? I want to say? Yes. Okay. Yes, so she is a arch nemesis of um, Luke kind of later in the, like, New Jedi Order era, kind of New Republic era. Um, So, yeah. She's kind of there, which will be interesting to see, like, how much of that story kind of plays into like what's going to go on in this Ray movie, what's going to go on in the Dave Filoni movie and the Ahsoka series. Like true. We're going to, this is well for Canon. This is where we're going to, going to get a lot more different differences between Canon legends with the after return of the Jedi series after return is this is i mean we skipped already the major differences with the sequel trilogy but where they're adding mm-hmm. all filling all the gaps and then now we're getting even after the sequel trilogy yeah um i think that's cool and i think for those of you who know jedi survivor just kind of plays into setting up a lot of stuff that can be explored later in this post return of the jedi world um especially with coming in and like it's interesting and I always say I'm known for saying that I don't want really any more Jedi surviving Order 66. And I think it depends for me now. It kind of depends on how it's done. Mm. Uh, But it'll be interesting. And at some level, you have to have something because people watch Star Wars and they expect people with force abilities and lightsabers to show up. So, yeah, unless it's on Andor and Andor Andor was good without a lightsaber. So it can be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mando's done without a lightsaber, too, technically. But anyway, um, though the Alliance forces left Endor soon after fighting off of Lumina's forces, the Ewoks had become part of the galactic community. In the next few years, several Ewoks even found their way off of Endor, the New Republic established trading post on the Forest Moon. And then most Ewoks who traveled off-world were adventurous individuals, such as a smuggler, Tarfang, 
uh, or the Ewok soldiers who joined the New Republic forces at the Second Battle of Coruscant in 10 ABY. And then by 9 ABY, there was also a significant Ewok colony on the planet of Siverin, although it was not known when or how they first settled there. And then on Endor itself, the New Republic later set up semi-permanent outposts, just as uh, Salfer's trading posts near Ewok villages. Though these seasonally staffed outposts, the Ewoks of Endor remain in intermediate contact with the outside galaxy as non-participating members of the New Republic. And then last for the Legends history, during the uh, reign of Dark Cadis, right? Is that how you say his name? Cadis? Cadis, I think. Kytus. That's what my, my audiobook says, Cadis. So. Okay, Cadis. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the Jedi forces used the Ewoks home as a temporary base before moving to the Transmembrane Mists. When asked about Wicket, Luke replied his group on the other side of the moon of old Imperial landing pads were still operational for the Jedi to use. So how I guess we'll get into there by how long do they live again? Ewoks? Um I don't know if like so when I was doing the research, there's not really like a estimated like life expectancy. I would imagine at least something similar to human, maybe. Here, uh let me no. I might be able to look it up here real quick. Um, yeah, they, surprisingly enough, um, we don't know the life expectancy of a Ewok, because it was, it's never been explored yet, so, maybe we'll get that in the future, who knows, we'll see, but... Yeah, that's what we got on Legends. All right, well, let's go to that mid-break. All right. All right, well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about stuff that doesn't have to do with Star Wars lore but does have to do with the show. And it's here where I would ask that you, if you feel called to, to please support us on Patreon. We really love having patrons, and it's a great way to do this show and show that you appreciate what we do and everything going on with that. If you sign up for our $20 tier or higher, you can join us on a future episode of the show. And so... Yeah, you can do that and sign up for Patreon there. You can go to patreon.com slash histories. Also, if you want to support us with reviews and ratings on Apple or Spotify, you can do that. And if you leave us some kind words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Uh, other than that, you can come hang out with us on Discord and the Robots Radio Discord or the Cups Podcasting and more Discord. Both of those, you can come and talk about Jedi Survivor, but we are on a strict no-spoiler uh, policy unless you're in a spoiler chat so just be aware don't be coming in here and dropping story spoilers in the discord because we will delete them and tell you to stop but you can come yes. and talk about all the latest star wars news and your theories and you can come hang out with us you can we are both teacup and ben of something on <laughs> both those servers and so 
you can hang us out there. You can also check us out on our other shows. This is the only show where you can get both Ben and Teacup in the same show. And But you can find Ben on the Wizarding uh, World Lorecast. You can find me on the Assassin's Creed and Dragon Age Lorecast. Yeah. Uh, also, we do have a comment on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So on our Wookiees Legends episode, so our last episode we did, uh, we got a comment from Ghostwriter. Uh, could you do a Captain Rex or Ahsoka episode? And yeah. I will tell you now, Ghostwriter, if you're listening, we will do an Ahsoka episode before the Ahsoka series drops. Yes. I can guarantee you that already. We will do one. We did one for Kenobi. We're definitely going to do one for Ahsoka before the show drops. And there is just a lot of stuff to cover. And if you have stuff that you really want, make sure to let us know because we'll mm-hmm. cover it sooner. But the Star Wars universe is huge and there's a name for everything. And even that weird kind of bird thing that was on that one planet, odds are it's got a name and a history on the on the Wikipedia Yes, that is so true. So, yeah, drop in comments on Spotify, leave us reviews on Apple, let us know what you want to hear, what they, what you think we should do next. We will try to fit it in or go straight into it. So, yeah. So, I think it's a good time to get back into the canon of Ewoks. Yeah, let's do it. All right, now that we're back, we have the history for the canon of Ewoks. So a lot of this is going to be somewhat similar. Um, there is some a little differences, but a lot of it's mainly Return of the Jedi. So we have liberating from their home. Uh, when the Galactic Empire began operations on the moon of Endor, they raised the Ewok village to erect a shield generator complex, forcing a few of that surviving cl- uh to close a neighboring village led by Chief Chirpa, Princess Leia Organa, part of the Rebel Strike Team, met and befriended Wicket. After meeting him, Organa and Wicket saw a pair of Imperial Stormtroopers confronting two other Ewoks, but the Rebel Princess and the Ewok were able to defeat the two soldiers. Uh, Organa was then taken back to the Ewok village as a guest. You know, yada yada, Luke, Chewbacca, Han, R2, you know, they all been captured. They all get taken back. Ewoks prophesize see through PO as a god. Still, I don't understand Which, that. I'll tell you when I so I originally rewatched this in the theater. So all this is like really fresh in my mind. The part that got me like cackling in this movie was when Han is like three PO. Tell them to let us go. Uh, and three PO is just like it would be improper for me to impersonate a deity and. <laughs> It just dude. Me. They're, it so they're already making you a deity. <laughs> Come on, three PO. Be a team player. He has to follow the rules. He has to follow also, his three, programming. Three PO made me laugh so much in this movie because there's one time where R two is something bad happens and they're following, and three PO just goes to R two and just goes, "And you said it was pretty here." <laughs> what planet was that? Indoor. Was it indoor? Okay. Yeah. Oh my There's gosh. only three planets in that movie. There's Tatooine, Dagobah, um, and Indoor. Oh my gosh, there are. You know what? I was thinking about it. Revenge of the Sith has the most planets in it. 
Coruscant, um, Mutapau, Mustafar, Kashyyyk, Maigito, Felucia. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's six. Right. And then the rest of them, it's like, if you think about it, three or four, a new hope, a new hope. If you count the Death Star, you got Tatooine, the Death Star, and Yavin. Mm -hmm. Empire, you got um, Hoth. Hoth, Bespin, Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, Tatooine, Dagobah, briefly, and Endor. And then Rise of Skywalker, you got Jakku, Tanadoka, and Il- Ilum, that Starkiller base. That's I true. guess the Hansian system is mentioned. Yes, that's true. The Hansian system is mentioned. Oh, I guess we should count Alderaan. We don't see it. We see the planet. Before it goes boom. And then. And again, Force or not, uh, Last Jedi has the salt planet, the. And Octu. Yeah. And that weird casino. Is that Octu? That's yeah. We don't. The the scene we don't care about. (laughs) And then Rise of Skywalker. I guess Rise of Skywalker might have a little more, but you've got uh, the weird crystal place they start the beginning of the movie in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wherever the Resistance is hiding out. Um, I guess Mustafar is in that one. Um. So Exegol, Exegol, yep. Octo. So, Rise of Skywalker and Revenge of the Sith has the most planets out of all the yeah. Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. All the other ones typically have three to four. Why the mm-hmm. Episode 3 and Episode 9 have, you know, six or more. Yeah, because Attack of the Clones just has Coruscant, Kamino, Geonosis, Tatooine. So, that's four. Mm-hmm. Naboo. So, five for Attack oh, of the Clones. Okay, five for Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And then Phantom Menace has Naboo, Tatooine, Coruscant. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, just like, you know, in Legends, same as canon because it's Return of the Jedi because it's both. Um, you know, the assistants paved the way for the destruction of the Death Star 2. Um, Legends claim that the first time the Ewoks had returned in combat in generations, later that night the Ewoks had a huge celebration. All right, so this is where it gets a little different. So after the Battle of Endor, an Ewok civil war broke out, forcing C-3PO and the New Republic Captain Jackson T. Tumberlocky, which isn't Jackson. Isn't that the rabbit? It is the rabbit. It's the alien Mm. rabbit we have in Star Wars. Uh, to travel to Endor on a dip- diplomatic mission to put a stop in conflict, by two years after the Battle of Endor, many Ewoks have become calf farmers. Additionally, at least one uh, Pikpa uh, found an employment with the New Republic as a slicer. And then a galaxy-wide Ooh. uprising against the First Order erupted. One of the worlds to rise up was Endor. Warwick and his son... Palmet Warwick witnessed the destruction of the First Order resurgent class Star Destroyer by Hondo by a Holdo remo- maneuver. 
So do the Ewoks do a holdover maneuver? Uh, they just oh, yeah, they that's, witness. That's at the end. Yeah, that's at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, so I was always confused when Re- in Rise of Skywalker when Ray goes to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Is that Endor? Is that the forced moon or is that a no. different planet that the Death Star debris has it's fallen a, through? It's a different planet because it didn't fall. I think it was the actual planet. Uh, Not that, the forest. Because Endor is the moon. Well. Okay, we're not. At, okay, Endor's the planet where we're at an eon. Is the forest Endor... moon? It's like, it's it... like, so like Yavin is not actually the planet Yavin because Yavin is a gas giant. We're on the fourth moon of Yavin, so this is the forest moon of, of Endor, Endor so I where the Death Endor... Star actually landed on the planet of Endor. Okay, yeah, yes. So that's actually Endor where. Everything that you know happens in Return of the Jedi was the forest moon of Endor because it doesn't have an actual name. Which I guess there is a thing of like moons being different climates because I guess like Europa is like this ice thing, Mm -hmm. and play Destiny 2. That's a moon of (laughs) Jupiter. Play Destiny 2. Europa is a complete ice barren wasteland, whereas Jupiter is this big gas giant. So I guess, uh, but yeah, uh, they witnessed the holdover uh, maneuver, which is interesting, or by a holdover maneuver anyway. Which, Mm -hmm. by the way, (laughs) it's just insanely. It's so weird how that worked. But anyway. Uh, Ewoks in the galaxy. So, despite their primitive technology and their isolated homeworld, Ewoks were not totally unknown in the wider galaxy. During the Clone Wars, Ewok jerky, quote-unquote, was sold at Power Sliders, which we have already, like, you know, discussed. As a manner of uh, recompense uh, for, for saving Endor, some Ewoks agreed to travel off-world to help rebel veterans recuperate, working with Dr. Arsad as a as therapy Ewoks, quote-unquote. Therapy Ewoks were offered to those who would suffer the honors, the horrors of war, such as witnessing tragedy, 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 oh my gosh. Words are hard. Um, Need a help with their recovery. Uh, Those who found their option distasteful were sometimes given the use of a therapy droid instead. So basically... They're therapy cuddle bears. Okay, okay. I have beef. I have beef. You're telling me that therapy exists in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many Jedi problems could be solved by a proper therapist? (laughs) Yeah. The original trilogy would never would have happened the way it did if there was actual therapy. Let's let's say, uh, okay, you know, okay, we've got this eight-year-old, ten-year-old kid that we've taken who was a slave that we've taken from his mom. Maybe we should walk him through that instead of just telling him to push down his emotions and not worry about them. 
Oh, maybe good. then that kid would not grow up to go off and murder other kids and cause a galaxy wide genocide and fascist oh. regime regime rise up. Yeah, yeah. Things would have been a lot easier Anakin for the galaxy. Yeah, Eric Anakin needed a therapy cuddle bear. Yeah, or therapy in general. But oh my god, yes, yes. Oh jeez. So many things would have been solved way sooner than later. Actually, a lot of video game characters would make better decisions had they gone to therapy. (laughs) Good point. So now we have their culture. So by the time of the Galactic Civil War, the Ewoks had reached a level of civilization where they engaged in religious, artistic, medical, and even political activities and spoke in their own native tongue of Ewokese. Nevertheless, they still focused most of their energies on their daily provisions of food. They had acquired knowledge of pottery, hunting, and construction of complex wooden structures, and the creation of fire. They're basically cave cave teddy bears, sentient teddy bears. No, no because like they have a language, like an actual no, point. language. That is true. They're okay. They're that three PO. That, that knows somehow. Knows. Um. So this is my theory about that. Okay. I think that what it is is that so if you look in the scripts he says I am C3PO human cyborg relations I think that's the company that designs his programming so I think what Anakin does is he gets the parts and then basically there's like a universal software that you might be able to pirate oh, or download okay. that you basically program in the software, whereas Anakin is mainly dealing with the hardware. Okay, that would make more sense because how the heck would a 10-year-old know how to program a droid that knows over 1 billion languages? Right, and also only, only a corporation could put something in the code of the programming that the droid can't use, like the ancient Sith language. True, and I want to know how did that company get hold of a freaking ancient Sith, uh, ancient Sith language? Who knows? But who knows? But that's my that's my theory of how C three PO knows the Ewok language and all these languages is because the droid programming is more like you know you go down and you might have a computer. But you go to a website and or something and you download the software to run mm. Apple or Microsoft, whatever. That would make a lot of sense. Windows 10, Windows 11, whatever. I mean, it's now. a better it's a better understanding than knowing like a 10 year old put somehow knew these languages and programmed them into a droid. So hey, I actually made something in Star Wars make sense without just saying the force. So you this know. is true. This is also true. So, <laughs> while most of their lives would be spent in the treetops, several number members of the tribe would require to venture out in the forest floor to forage for berries, gather herbs, and hunt. During the warm summer months, some Ewoks stayed in fishing villages or hunting and farming lodges on the forest floor, utilizing ponies and uh, bordocks to haul loads of supplies between settlements. They nonetheless kept their guard up for uh, ferocious predators and other sentient creatures such as the Yugzums. Okay, so this is my other thing. I know that, like, 
we're not like there's Ewok jerky or whatever. But like the Ewoks are also not above eating sentient creatures because they were going to eat Han and Luke. Like I mean, that's the reality. If you look at the end of Return of the Jedi, they're using Stormtrooper helmets as drums. Yeah, they're murder What bears. happened to those bodies? They're murder bears. Yeah. Like, so if anybody people so so the, it re- literally this reminds me there is a game called naughty bear not even joking this is a 360 ps3 game you play as a teddy bear like a legitimate stuffed teddy bear who is really angry very evil and you use all kinds of weapons to kill other teddy bears <laughs> it's a legit game look it up if you want <laughs> It's so much fun. Sometimes (laughs) gamers scare me. (laughs) Just want to say that. On a whole, gamers are very good, are typically very good people, but some of the things we come up with scare me a little bit. (laughs) Just a little. Just just a little. Um, So, existing in harmony with nature, Ewoks lived high among the trees in the forest moon of Endor and villages built between the uh, closely spaced trees the canopies of the great trees were filled with watchers and could alert the tribe of approaching gorgax or condor dragons and could use gliders to patrol the lands above the local village bachelors on the other hand often lived in the ground and kept watch for even greater dangers such as dulocks and even emerged from these swamps to prey on ewoks and lantern birds the Ewoks were deeply spiritual people. They revered the summoning great trees and believed themselves to be descendants of the great tree, a sacred tree in the forest. The legend of the Golden One told of a deity that allowed the Ewoks to live in light. After C-3PO and the rebel allies arrived and led the Ewoks into the Battle of Endor, legend told that the Golden One had returned to answer their prayers. This conferred the Ewoks uh, lived also were also fire-resistant and served as nature insect repellent. It's a, as a natural insect repellent. The basic design of the tree village had a central village of thatched uh, roof huts on the primary limbs. These huts were high enough above the ground to be out of reach of predators. Suspended bridges connected the gaps between trees, adjoining distant huts, knotted rope ladders, allowed access to up and down food and kindling and other provisions would keep under the floor of Ewoks houses and woven sleeping mats and furs were stored in the lofts above hoods capes and even tools to hunt the uh, hung on the walls and then in Ewok society the most uh, important people were the chief the medicine man and the council of elders with a different council leading each individual each individual Ewok tribe. The Ewoks enjoyed singing and praying music uh, during celebrations, festivals, and rituals. During the Ewok and Rebellion celebration after the destruction of the Death Star 2, one Ewok in Bright Tree Village used a series of Imperial Stormtroopers and uh, Naval Troopers helmets to drum as, as drums, producing a variety of tones. I'm still wondering okay, where's so his bodies. This is a time. Do you prefer the special edition celebration song or do you like Yup Nub? Because Yup Nub is the. That's the original track, the Yup Nub. 
I don't know if I don't know if I've even listened to the original because I've only watched the special edition. Oh, you should go back and listen to Yup Nub. I will have to go on YouTube and and listen to that. Let us know which one you like. I personally like the uh, special editions music, but okay, the original had Yup Nub. I you didn't because I watched the first time I ever watched Star Wars. It was on an old VHS set that my dad had. Okay. See, I had it, I only, I watched Star Wars when it was originally on DVD, mm. when it first came to DVD, and that was all this, but that's when they started doing the special editions were on DVD. Yeah. So, the Ewoks also used a variety of weapons that included nets, knives, stone spears, slingshots, arrows, bows, arrows, wooden battering rams, rolling logs, and catapults. During the Battle of Endor, they threw large rocks at stormtroopers and used ropes to dismount uh, scout troopers from their speeder bikes and tripped one of the tripped and crushed the large ATSTs with logs. Noble hunters slit the throats of Imperial officers with their knives. <laughs> okay, so this is my beef. What is the purpose of the stormtrooper armor? If it's not protective. Even against yeah, rocks, like, yeah, it's it, like it's just plastoid, and plastoid is Hunter, like barely durable. Right, Hunter in Bad Batch in the first season, he falls from a transport in the sky, and that armor keeps him alive because it's clone armor. Clone armor yeah. was clone armor but was like, better. In a world armor. in a world where best car exists. Like, what is happening? Well, Beskar is also, like, you know, a rare material. You can only, you know, find so much of that. But even then, like, so even, so in Star Wars Rebels, Rex even states clone armor is far superior than Stormtrooper armor. And he even, like, when he, him and Kanan uh, go try to rescue Ezra, he can't see crap out of the helmet Compared to his clone helmet, and he takes the helmet off and he shoots like a marksman, like a marksman he is. So, right, it's cheap armor. I mean, they mm-hmm. they have so many soldiers, they have to make it cheap. Right, I guess that's true. So, in addition, they were uh, they were at least familiar with the movements of walkers, as evidenced by two of the Ewoks piloting the ATST alongside Chewbacca shortly after hijacking it. Hmm. Which was hysterical that they hijacked ATST with Chewbacca. It was great. Yep. So now, last but not least, we have behind the scenes. So, George Lucas intended that the Prenno race should overthrow the Empire in what was intended at the time to be the final episode, the and originally planned to use Wookiees, but decided against it after it had been established that Chewbacca was already proficient with technology at that point. He answer, uh, his answer was to create a new race called Ewoks, which is uh, is Wookiee, quote-unquote, with a symbol, s- syllables reversed and altered to resemble the name of Native American people, the Miwok. Which, yeah. Then I mean, they have a very, I mean, going in tribes, using the print of, like, stone sticks... Spears and all yeah. bows and whatnot is very Native American. Um, 
In the auto uh, commentary for the 2004 re-release of Return of the Jedi, as well as the documentary Empire of Dreams, the story of the Star Wars trilogy, Lucas also stated that the Vat Kong also as being the primary inspiration for the Ewoks, particularly the defeat of the Galactic Empire. And the Ewoks are never referred to by name in Return of the Jedi's dialogue. The name only appeared in the script directions, the novel, the novelization, the movie credits, and other spinoffs and promotional materials. Which is true. They've never said Ewok in the film. They you only see Ewok in the film when the credit rolls. Ewok. It's like oh, that's what they're called. It's like Empire never says Boba Fett. That is true. They never said but his name. But we do know Boba Fett if you watch the holiday special. Yes, because that was when he originally was first appeared. Mm-hmm. Yes. The the holiday special that we will never talk about. Well, um, and this is also a fun thing is that Luke doesn't say Luke Skywalker until like 40 minutes into A New Hope. We know his name is Luke, but no one says, like, it's not until oh, he sees Prince of Leia and he goes, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you. That's true. We just know him as Luke. That's true. About that line, I really wanted him to say that line when he made his appearance in Mando season two. And he comes up and he's just like, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. That'd have been good. And then uh, Ewoks made an appearance in the 2017 video game Star Wars Battlefront 2 in multiplayer modes such as Galactic Assault and Co-op. Ewoks hunters served as a Rebel Alliance infiltrator class and also selected by players to, uh, players to play as. Battlefront 2 also features Ewoks in a game mode called Ewok Hunt in which group of players are chosen to play as stormtroopers on Endor while the rest become Ewoks and the stormtroopers are required to fend off attacking Ewoks as they wait for evacuation shuttle to arrive. And it is very terrifying. You can go play it now. It's a permanent game mode in Battlefront 2 to this day. It is terrifying if you have not played it. Go like, and play as a stormtrooper. It's mm. like if you've ever played, uh, oh, what is that game? Like Dead by Daylight. Yeah, if you've ever played Dead by Daylight, it's kind of like that, except it's darker and there's more than one killer. And the killers are like a third of your size as a stormtrooper. You can't see them. <laughs> You hear them making noises, and then you, once you hear them, it's too late. They're either throwing jars of bees at you or, you know, stabbing you with a spear. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that was one time. It was like when someone starts shooting an Ewok hunt, and it was just everyone just shooting a bunch of – just like someone fired a shot, and then five seconds later, like everyone is firing in that direction. <laughs> oh, my God. Where is he? Oh, it's fit. It's it's hysterical watching videos on it. It's 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 hysterical and terrifying. But um, yeah, that's what we got on Ewoks. There was something else I was gonna say, and I can't remember what it was now. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. they are murder. They may be cute. They may be cuddly. But they're murder bears and cannibals. Yes, they're murder bears, and they will eat you. Yeah. Who knows? They might eat their own kind. We don't know. 
Wait, I, 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 I would, I would think they would. If you have ever watched the Family Guy spoofs on the things that Ewoks do, eat other Ewoks and stormtroopers. Fair point. Oh, fun fact: uh, The Simpsons is getting a May Fourth uh, special. Oh, really? Yep, they just announced it today. Uh, the Simpsons is getting a. I don't know if it's a full episode or like part of the episode is going to be for May the Fourth. So, mm. and mark your calendar. I mean, when you're listening to this, it is May Fourth. We're recording on May second, mm-hmm. but May Fourth. If you're listening to this in the morning. Be aware, Shop Disney will have new May the 4th merch, as well as a new Cow Cactus lightsaber based on his new lightsaber-ish that we have in Jedi Survivor. What I'm hoping for, because they just announced, uh, it's going to be, they're releasing at the parks at Doc Doc Ondar's, but there's going to be new lightsaber hilt stands at Doc Ondar's starting on May 4th with... You can buy Kyber crystal attachments to where you can place your Kyber crystal on the stand. Oh, which is really cool. And I'm cool. really hoping they sell them on Shop Disney. So, uh, they the last May Fourth, they when they released the Camtano safe, which I actually have right here next to me. Um, it was announced last year on May Fourth and was up on Shop Disney, but then was literally sold out after like half an hour. So. If you're not going to Disney this year, might want to get on the website. I don't know how much Calcasus lightsaber is going to be. It's probably going to be like three, four hundred bucks because it's a double blade. Who knows? With a wooden box, which typically makes sounds when you open it. But yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. May Fourth is always fun. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hope you all have a very happy May the Fourth, and thanks for listening to the podcast. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.